I've always said to people, and it came from a, I heard it from a speaker quite a number of years ago, actually related to the topic of today's podcast. But if you have weaknesses and you're focusing on trying to improve those, you'll never get them beyond a point of mediocrity. And the other side of that is you already have great strengths that can really accelerate and move yourself forward and help you develop way more with the same, if, or maybe even less energy. And so focusing on your strengths is a great way to go about uh, developing yourself and building your business as well as relationships and other things outside of business. And my conversation today is with Dana Williams, who's a Gallup certified strengths coach. And she used StrengthsFinder or Clifton StrengthsFinder in her business in the corporate world and, and has now taken that and is doing coaching and helping people understand their strengths and then how they can best use them. And that's the key of our conversation is understanding your strengths, how you, how that fits into your life, what energizes you, how you can use them, but then also finding the ability and the versatility to understand other people's strengths and how you can meet them in the middle or somewhere so that you can build that relationship even better and longer and stronger by understanding other people's strengths and adapting your strengths to, to suit their, the situation and, and helping build that relationship. So I think you're going to find this an interesting conversation that we have and how you can maximize your strengths for greater relationships and a more enjoyable and engaging work and life. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are, because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Now, back to the show. You're the yeah, expert, so that's why I've got you on. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Colin. I'm all too familiar with the real estate world, having been married to my husband and around real estate for 40 years. So I think that there's a lot of application to what we now call Clifton Strengths. It used to be called Strengths Finder, probably back when you were using it in 2005. But about probably about five years ago, they changed the name to Clifton Strengths. And it's so been really great. hard for all of us to use that word. So sometimes I'll put strength finder in quotes after I say Clifton strengths. Right. That you'll see. And was that a brand was that a branding thing or was that a trademark thing? I think so. Dr. Clifton created strengths in the 50s mm -hmm. and he created it as a development tool. He said, what if we think about what's right with people instead of what's wrong with them? And it's that whole thing where we always have the list, you know, you get your yellow pad out and you put a line down and say, what are the things I'm good at? What are the things I'm not good at? And usually the side that is the things I'm not good at are the ones that we all focus on or we've been raised to focus on. And he's like, no, focus on the things you're good at and do more of those. So when he came up with this, it was this long, it was a survey that they did over the phone. Imagine in the 60s with companies, this was a development tool. So companies and we call and interview people and fill it out. Well, in the 90s, is when kind of the strength finder brandy came along for it. And so when that happened, 
it was like, oh, okay, this is a new way. And it was online. So, and the book came out, Strength Finders 2.0, which is, you know, on the top business seller list for a long time. And then his, he bought the Gallup company. So you'll hear Gallup and your right. strength. So I talk a lot about Gallup did this research because they're constantly researching, constantly looking at where we are in the culture and the workplace. And so it became Clifton Strengths, I would say about five years ago. He's since deceased, I think around 2006, but his family runs the Gallup companies and oversee all this. So I think it was a, I'll have to ask him to be there at Aloha for annual summit in June, but I'll have to ask why they changed the name. I haven't heard the whole story, but right. I think they really wanted to, you know, put it after him, kind of it's an honorarium to him with his name, Clifton. I, so for people that don't know it, perhaps give a little bit of an overview of what is StrengthsFinder, and then we can talk about, you know, specific uses for it. and how Absolutely. So it's a development it's not a hiring tool. It's a development tool. And it's an assessment. And so you can go to gallup.com, Clifton Strengths, and take the assessment. It'll take you about 45 minutes. And it'll spit out a report. And the report, usually, I recommend that everybody get their full 34 right. strengths. We also call them talent. So you'll hear me say strengths and talents. It's the same thing. Okay. So you'll get your full 34 in what? In a report. And the report basically... It's an algorithm of all your strengths together. So it's written just for you. So for example, I have ideation, strategic, futuristic, and you have ideation and strategic. You also have, we both also have maximizer. Well, our reports are going to be totally different because of all the algorithms. So I tell people, pay attention to your report and what it said, but it tells you things to do to improve yourself and to get your energy. So this is all, and this is the capstone. It's all about managing your energy, not your time. Hmm. When we're in our strengths, we're energized. So, Paul, if you were to go back and look at your calendar the last three or four weeks, pick a week, circle the things on your calendar that gave you energy, that squares around the things that just drained you, nine times out of ten, those things with circles were things coming from your strength. Can you can match those that. Yeah. So what we want in the workplace and in our relationships, this is not just for work. This is your personal relationships, your relationships, say in real estate, where you're working with a a lender or you're working with an investor. You want to make sure you understand where their mindset is, where they're coming from. So it's good to know yours and then to understand theirs if you can get them. For example, Paul, you have empathy. So I know in talking to you that you feel the room, feel the conversations. So I'm going to lead with empathy when I talk to you because you're going to emotionally get that. Right. Does that make sense? Make, makes total sense. And Yeah. And, and I yeah. wonder, I, I, so a question immediately springs to mind, how do you identify somebody else's strengths if you don't know them? you don't know them. Yeah. yeah. So it's really listening. And it's really listening and it's asking questions. And I call it strength spotting and that comes from Gallup as well. I mean, I can, I have three granddaughters and the oldest one is seven. And what we know is kids can take, get their strengths when they're nine. 
So just by watching her, I'll ask her questions like, you know, if I want her to take a bath, who's going to be, who's going to race me to the bathtub? She's got competition. I haven't picked that one up. So that will always get, or she, like, she showed me her bookshelf today at Grandparents Day, and she had organized her teacher's bookshelf. There it is. There's her straight. So you can kind of spot it in kids. You can spot it in adults. It's the language they use. You can ask them a story. Tell me your favorite real estate investment. Tell me why that was a favorite. What did you like about it? And, and then you wanna, you're and then you're listening for those words. cues, you know. You kind of got to know yourself first before you can made it, you know, come from the airline business in marketing and everything was put the auction mask on first, then serve everybody else, right? So you gotta really understand who you are and not compare yourself to other people. You these strengths that you get. So Paul, you're one in 33 million. You're not going to find anybody with adaptability, empathy, maximum, or ideation strategic in that order. Like I'm here in Texas. There's 28 million people here. I may have to leave Texas and go find five more million people to see somebody that has my same strengths in the same order. So that algorithm, which I never understood about StrengthsFinder, is, is critical to understand as well oh, as yeah. not just, don't just know the five, know what order they come in. Because, and you're, are you saying that because, you know, if I'm under pressure, I'll tend to fall, I'm guessing, uh, but, uh, if I'm under stress or pressure, I'll tend to rely on my strengths to carry me through. And therefore, I'm more likely to go for adaptability, empathy first, and maybe not maximizer and strategic as much. Would that be? Yeah, they all work in combination ah, and okay. really your top five. You never leave home without okay. six through 10 or your back engine room. So I want people to know they're at least one through 10, one through 12, because you can pop call upon them to when you need something. And that's why I created the strengths journal. Cause when we were using this at work and it was funny using the marketing department, we had like six different reorgs over about eight years. And we constantly use this because it helped us know, okay, the person. This is Paul. Oh my gosh. He's got ideation. He's also got strategic. We might put him in our innovation team. Right. We've got, you know, when you're looking at placing people, you really can use this in a great way. When you're looking at connecting with people. And I tell you how this really came to life in a corporate setting. We had, when we had our strengths in marketing, we've been doing it for about a year. Other departments started asking us, we want to do what you're doing to help, you help us. So I started spending 20, 20% of my time helping other leaders and other. And then finally, our president said, I want to be a strength sponsor organization. And that started in around 2017, 2018. By 2020, we were getting word that we might have to close down airports because of COVID. But we didn't know what that looked like. So we were asked to put everybody in a war room in marketing with other key people around the table. And I had everybody's strengths. So I put everybody in a strengths grid and I was able to quickly see who are my futuristic, who are my ideation, who's my deliberative, where's the analytical, who's going to be focused. And then we quickly moved very fast. We moved so much faster. Mm -hmm. they knew and then everybody felt engaged because they knew what they were made of and they could stay in that lane and help. And sometimes when you're board meeting or you're working with an investor and you're just creating a story in your mind about who you think they are, but 
really this digital x-ray right. of who they are and you are. Now, you mentioned at the beginning that this is for development, not hiring. Right. But my knee-jerk reaction, and coming, I used to be in recruitment, my knee-jerk yeah. reaction would be, why not use it for hiring? Because if I've got a team of, a marketing team and it's all ideation. That's not it. The, right. It's not good. So yeah. wouldn't you, would you not look to hire and use mm-hmm. StrengthsFinder as part of the recruitment process? Yeah. It's one of those things where you, when you're looking at development, this is all about development. So you're thinking, oh, there's tall. You might have other skills that you have, like IT. Maybe we call it a T-shaped person. You can be an analyst. You can do all these other things. But this is how you, these are your natural talents, being like have skills across the board. So you want to hire for, at Southwest Medicine, hire for attitude training for skill. But you want to look at the skill level of what this person can do. Once you get them in hired, then bring them in the first week on board on the strengths. And then that's how you connect with them and engage with them. And if you're a leader, you know, the, that was the first thing we did. Oh, it's got everybody's strengths first. And it's so amazing how many people say to me, oh my gosh, I never had a company ask value what I, how I, where my talent is. And so you want to do all that after you get them in the in room, you know, in the company, because the time and effort to do that for each candidate and also, you're really looking for the talent of the skills that they have. You're looking at their character. You're looking at, you know, lots of things. But this helps develop them. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you could, there are people who use it. I just have always heard from Gallup. It's not really a hard tool. They have other tools for that, which are great. So, but this is strictly development. And people development, whether you're an entrepreneur, founder, or you have you know, a staff of five, or it's just you knowing your strengths and how to motivate yourself every day is where the energy comes from. And that was the point I'm guessing with the journal as well, because absolutely, because one of the, I find one of the challenges with taking assessments, like I've taken Myers-Briggs during my corporate career, probably I'm going to guess three times at least. Yeah. I could not tell you what I am. I can't remember. You kind of take it, you kind of absorb it at the time that you're going through the course or the two-day thing or whatever, and then it tends to get put on the shelf and forgotten. Or you don't, because you're not using it every day. So how do you use strengths every day? How do you provide yourself the uh, the discipline yeah. to do that? And that is a great question. So you have ideation, I have ideation, and we also have maximizer and strategic. So I... When I started learning strength, and then I would work with teams and train them in strengths, and I'd walk away and I'd go, how do I know that they're going to use this every day? And so I had this idea of this framework, the daily framework, and I went to Gallup and said, is there a framework that you guys have? Because there sure is a need. And I said, no. And I said, well, okay, I'm going to create it. You'll license me. And so they did. And... So the way that it's called the Strikes Journal, and you can actually get it on Amazon right now, just put in the Strikes Journal, Dana Williams, find it. But basically, it's about setting an intention each day. So if you look at the most successful people out there, they're very disciplined. They have some kind of framework they use every day to help them. You know, and it might be that they get up earlier in the morning and they have 
you know, meditation and then workout and then they don't start your day till a certain time. And just like you, you're batching all of your things in certain days. Well, that's a sign of a really successful person. So one of the things I say, are you living your day by default or by design? And this is living your life by design. And I have ideation, so I need a framework. It doesn't look the same every day, but I use this framework. And the framework is you basically set the intention like this morning. I set the intention for what I wanted to get done today. But I also have to tell myself why. Because everything I do needs to have an, you know, some kind of a measurement or some kind of results. And then when I list the three things I need to get done, each of them have several of my strengths assigned to them. So I was working on a sales call this morning. Well, I had well, my maximizer, that's my influence and talent. And then my strategic, which is spot the patterns, look at the big picture, the patterns, well, plan. I'm also, Fridays for me are financial, you know, planning days. So paying bill, you know, it's the end of the month. So I don't like all that stuff, but I pull up my responsibility. Yeah. And I know if I don't get it done, it's not going to work. So that's the beginning. Yeah. Right. So that gives it an extra layer, doesn't it? Because I, I think there's probably quite a few people listening that do some kind of, I, I find real estate investors in particular are very kind of personal development, self-development, yeah. fo- you know, mindset focused. So a lot of them probably do have, you know, they prepare their day, they have a few steps, but to add in, not just these are the three things I'm going to get done. Because I think we've, I'm equally guilty of this. You know, I've got three things to do. Okay, I'm going to knock these out and get them done. But I'm not spending that intention time of intending, how am I going to use my strengths in that one situation? What And just, and I'm guessing once you get good at this, this is not going to take long. No. A few minutes, you're thinking just, but that your chances of success, I'm guessing, are going to be that much more enhanced because of that because you're really tuning into what you're good at versus, yeah, I can get it done. I can get a sales call done. But if I'm thinking at from a maximizer point of view, there's a greater likelihood. So I like- And and it gives you, most people, and especially there's a lot of achievers, and I have achiever in my six to 10, and you probably got it somewhere in your top 15. Achievers are very common and we see, we want to check things off the list. And so if there's a lot of things on the list and keep getting them undone, then we leave the day feeling defeated. And what we want to do is feel energized in the day saying, you know, I got those three things done. And it's okay. They might be big things. They might be small things. We do have at the spot in the journal on the same day for you write lower priority tasks, what, you know, what strength. And then at the end of the day, you're really thinking about what am I grateful for? What happened today? Because there's energy that comes with that. And then we also want to write, what did I learn today? Or what is a fear I conquered? And I know when I was starting my business, it's big on video all the time and do all that TikTok stuff. And, do. and um, so I found my way through all that. I don't do TikTok, but I found my way to do video. I found my way. So I had to just step into that and put that down and go, okay, right? Now what I do is I bench away videos and do them all in one day for the quarter and they're done. And I've written my content. And so that helped me. And so if I hadn't walked through that fear and faced it head on, I would have grown in bed. So it's that kind of thing that you're working on. 
But what I really love about the journal too is the weekly review where you get to talk. You look at last week, when was I energized? Last week, I did a couple of speaking engagements, less facilitation. I was really energized then. Okay, well, how do I repeat that? I'm going to do more of those. And then what are the blind spots? So let's talk about blind spots for a minute. So you have empathy. Empathy fills the room. They know you can feel, and that's probably why you're a good interviewer and you've been wearing a treat, you know, all the things you've done in your career, you feel other, what other people are feeling. So the balcony or the help of that is you can do that. Quickly go in and assess the room. No, okay, somebody's not feeling good about this. Let's have a conversation. You can go in its basement or hindrance when you take on everything from basement. That's really true. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love the fact you're using real estate analogies like balcony and basement. It's so, yeah. But yeah, Absolutely. you're. I was going to ask is there a good side and a bad t- side to every strength? Every single one of them. Right. So the way I like to talk about it is they're like knobs on a stove. You got to turn them up and turn them off. So it's like, oh, I'm having this, you know, this kind of meeting. I don't need my empathy right now. I'm going to turn that off. Or I have to turn off my ideation quite a bit. Because otherwise, I'll just be spitting out ideas. So I'm like, oh, turn that off. And you always have another strength you love. So when you turn off your empathy, what would you be turning, you know, to say, I don't, I need to lower that right now. So I'm not taking on everybody's feelings. What's another talent you could use to pull up that you have in these five? So when I'm looking at yours, what do you think that would be if you need to turn down your empathy? I would say probably adaptability because yeah, if I feel my stuff, well, two, two things, if I feel my stuff with empathy and then ideation, I'm like you, mm-hmm. I can sit and come yeah. up with ideas all day long, Yeah, but then nothing gets done. Yes. So going back to either adaptability or strategic would be yeah. probably the default. So you just kind of see that you, you see yourself far in the basement. Oh, I'm taking all these feelings in. Let me love adaptability. Turn that one off. It's like just knobs on a superhero best. You're turning them up, turning them down. And just adjusting. And so many times we're walking around with the narrative in our head and what we think other people are thinking or doing. And nine times out of ten, it's not true. Right. So it's just learning to think from your own natural talents and use them. Because that's where the energy comes. And the thing I liked when I first heard about StrengthsFinder with Marcus Buckingham, he used a line, and I've used it ever since when I'm talking to people, is about strengths and spending the time focused on your strengths instead of weaknesses. And he, he didn't even like the word weaknesses, I don't think, but or improvement areas, some people like to call it. He said, why throw so much energy into a weakness, or maybe get it to a point of mediocrity when you've got all these fantastic strengths over here that if you use them in the right way, which is what you've just kind of given as an example, turn them up, turn them down, you're going to be way more engaged, way happier. And you can negate the impact of the weaknesses. I think that's kind of where he was coming from. Yeah. And here's the, here's the ROI of that. So if you or your employees get strengths development and you're using it all the time, we know that people focus on their strengths three times more likely than before having an ex-quality life and six times more likely to be engaged in what they're doing. And with all the quiet quitting and all the things that have been going on since pandemic. And right now we're in kind of a mental health pandemic. 
it's really learning how to know your people and engage with your people and take care of your people, but know them well and know what's going on with them. And this is a really simple way to know them because you're, it's like you're putting on an x-ray so I can quickly go, okay, oh, he's going to adapt quickly. He's going to make things go from good to great. He's a very strategic thinker. Those are only your five. If I saw six through 10, I'd probably pick up a few other things, but it helps me connect with you quicker. Does that make sense? And part of that being able to interact or build relationships with somebody, if we go back to the investor who's maybe meeting a new prospect that's thinking about investing with them and you're trying to build that relationship, is it important to have that versatility to be able to use some of your strengths to meet them? So recognizing if somebody else is an empathy, empathy or if somebody else is a maximizer, using that language and moving more towards them versus sitting in your own comfort zone. Because it's it can be a little bit uncomfortable, can't it? If you're well, building relationships, regardless of whether you enjoy doing it or not, is always a challenge. Yeah. And some people might have, I mean, you happen to have, there's four domains of strengths. So one of them is relationship building. One of them is influencing. One of them is strategic thinking. And one of them is executing. And your investor might be all strategic thinking and maybe some influencing, or they might be, you know, we don't know, but just trying to understand where they're coming from. If they're highly relational, we want to spend some time getting to know them and have some relation. We don't want to just get around down to business, right? And I think it's just thinking about which domain to start in. And we always want to start in the relationship domain, even if you don't have very many in them. Right. And that helps you build relationships, then go influencing, then go strategic, then executing. So many people, I saw this in a marketing department, we just jump to execution. And, you know, that's hard. And you want to start always with relationship. And it is a challenge, isn't it? Because we're all pressed for time. Yeah. And so we want to execute. We just want to move on to the next thing and the next thing. Because we know there's not that list of three things to do. There's that list of 30 things to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And we want to move fast. And especially if you have activator in your top five, those people want to go right now. And so it's just holding back, waiting a little bit. Or if someone has high election, they need time to think. They need time to think about things and process. They can't make a quick decision. So you might have somebody that's an investor that's very and Asking them, do you know, how much time would you like to think about this? And what do you need? And when can I get back with you? Instead of like, just call me when you're ready, you know, but ask them. And this is one of the things I tell my folks that have high an election, let people know you need time to think. Ask them when they need to know a decision. Otherwise, you're playing the waiting game forever. And do you have any, do you have any advice or suggestions around that? Becoming more aware, being more versatile. And again, I'm thinking back to that. So if there is somebody who's, so if I'm an investor looking to raise money and my focus is all intellectual or sorry, all activator, <laughs> and, but the person sitting across from me is an intellectual. Actually, yeah, that they would be higher. That would be a challenge. Be so polar opposites. the activer, activator kind of needs to pick up on something's not, you know, if the other one's got activated, they're going to go quit. Like I had a presentation I did, I guess it was about 48 hours ago, and I recapped it yesterday, and then and the client 
said, I'll get back with you soon. Well, he got up at me this morning. I said, go look in his town, see if he's got an activator. He's moving. So that was good. Then I've got another one that I don't hear from very much. Well, he's thinking, he's processing. So we set up time. We set up, I don't hang up the phone without setting up the next visit. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm just thinking of a couple of, it's good. You're making me reflect on my week. <laughs> so I'm just thinking yeah. a couple of conversations I've just had. And one of the, one of the people said, so, you know, when do you want me to get back to you? He's like, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing now he's probably an activator because he's thinking yeah. I'm going to make a decision. And I'm kind of thinking, well, he wasn't as clear as he should have been, but in his mind, he's perhaps further down the decision tree than I was thinking he was, you know, and he was ready to, he said, well, I'll get back. I said, well, you know, reach out to me when you feel that, you know, you're ready to have a further conversation. He said, I'll, back, I'll be back to you in the next three days. Yeah, there you go. So he's probably got some kind of sense of urgency. It can be activator. It could be something else. His achiever is wanting to get it done, get it checked off the list. And so I think to answer, continue answering your earlier question of how do you know strengths? How can you strengths spot when you don't know their strengths? And I think it goes back to what I was saying about storytelling. Get them to tell you. Well, tell me about experience that you really enjoyed a real estate experience. Tell me what happened. Why did, why was it good? And he went, and me and we were able to close the deal in 48 hours. And the funding came in and all the stars lined up or whatever. Right. You know, so there's some things you can pick from the story. So I love storytelling. I love hearing stories. And then I'll guess. I'll say, okay, that's it. Yeah, and I've got a, there's a great book out there called QBQ. I don't know if you know it by John Miller. He, QBQ. So question behind the question. Oh, okay. And it's a really short read. It's one of those one hour books, but his whole thing is you ask the first question and instead of, you know, well, obviously you're active listening, but always having ready the question behind the question. So you can go that one level deeper and get just that little bit more of information than you would have done if you just went through your set six questions or whatever. And it's a really interesting approach to having a deeper conversation and make a stronger connection. Well, and you know, this as a coach, it's really all about asking the who, not the what. Right. So who is this person and who is he and how, you know, and going into those, I call it, you know, the five whys, you know, so you keep going, there's something else, there's something, and, oh, there it is now. So I'd love, I'll have to I'll shake, look, look at that book. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, so, so somebody thinking about, Strengths finder and saying, okay, I'm loving the sound of this. What are the first two, three things that you recommend somebody do? Yeah, the first thing is get go to Gala Clifton Strengths. You can just Google it and take the assessment. Again, I recommend it for 34, not just your five. It's about 59 to 99 tickets, not expensive. Now, once you get that, then download your report and then I would get a coach and you can reach out to me or, and I can get you a coach or you can, the Gallup website has a list of coaches for your area. If you want somebody that you want to meet with personally, or if you want to do it virtually. And then from there, I would set up an ongoing, I wouldn't just do a one and done because you're, it takes a while to learn your coach, mm -hmm. right? And then to learn how to live on them every day. And I call it a drip drip. It's just a drip. And with organization, I typically have every the leaders start first, always. 
So I would always start with your founder, CEO, have them take it, then I'd work with them individually. Then we talk about their needs, what are their challenges, what are their opportunities. And then we go ahead and do their direct reports. And then I coach each of the individuals. And then we would do the team together and we'd have a team grid where you can see everybody's strengths and shelf the team. Fuck that. And then we have ongoing leader as coach. So it's a framework I use. And it's usually about over a year's time. Like I said, it's a draft. Makes sense. Um, Makes total yeah. sense. And do strengths change over time? That's a very good question. Get that asked a lot. And what we know from the research is that you're, the first time you take it is your most organic. So if you took it in 2005, that's good. You don't need to retake it. And we hear things like, oh, well, I, I had a lot of death in my family. I had a divorce. I had cancer or whatever it's they're not going to change much in fact i just did a podcast with a gal who lost her son and also got stage four cancer lung and bone she's wow. doing great right now and she had positivity in her talents but she also had command she had some really relater and even though she grieves every day she gets herself out of it with her bust but she knows she needs to connect with people so we talked about how to use your strengths and grace Former pastor, he's a pastor in Nashville that just lost his daughter in a horrible shooting. You probably heard about. Oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do with that? And our pastor at our church here that mentored him, I mean, did all of their strengths. And our pastor had lucky, he's got empathy and he's got individualization. So we had a service, just worship service for that whole community in our community here in Dallas this week in our church. And I loved watching our pastor use his strengths during that time to feel the audience, to feel what he needed to say and do. So to answer your question, even in grace and in adversity, they're there. It's just, but don't, you know, I think the more you try to take it to get the ones you want, you know, that you start working the system, you know? Right. Right. So. And there's nothing wrong with, like, you said you took Myers Briggs. So Southwest, my former corporate company that was at Forever, we did Myers Briggs up until that point. But there's nothing wrong. I would have them do a great, you know, what are your Myers Briggs? What are your strengths? Maybe your disc and you have all of those. If you've taken all those and you'll start seeing all the correlation. The biggest thing I like to do is have people understand their core values. So I take people through. Understanding your strengths, understanding your core values, then developing a mission statement. Most of us don't have a personal mission statement. And as leaders, we need to know that. We need to know who is my leadership brand when I'm coming in the room. Who am I? So we develop that and then develop the goals from that. And that's a a course that I explore. But I think it's when you know your values and you look at your strengths, they kind of mitt and match each other, then you can start pointing. You could probably, if you wrote your values down and you looked at your five strength sheets, probably start matching it. Right. See that they, there's alignment there. Interesting. And I think I probably know the answer to that, but this, but are there particular strengths for certain vocations or do you see more strengths in say a salesperson has these, tends to have more of these types of strengths? Or? It's interesting. We've asked out that a lot. Can you tell, like I have CEOs asking that all Oh, what is a CEO? What is a profile of a CEO? Well, there's not one. 
because you're so unique, right? We do know that people that love to sell typically have higher influencing talents. People that love, like the girl, the lady I was talking about that had cancer and lost her son, she's a big fundraiser. She doesn't have one problem asking for large amounts of money. But she's got command and she's got self-assurance. She, she can go in the room and ask for whatever and get it usually. So, and she's energized when she's doing that. And that's what it's about. It's like, right. Okay. Those are the people that we want, you know, doing that. But there's no profile for each one particular job. Yes, you might see pastors in, that have a lot of belief and empathy, but then you'll see, you know, other pastors who do great have other, so they haven't been able to pinpoint it down to one. And I think it goes back. It goes back to what you're saying at one in 33 million. You're not going to find. Yeah. And just be you every day. Don't try to be somebody else. Very good advice. There's a couple of questions I like to ask guests before we kind of wrap up and let people know where they can find out more from you. Who is a favorite personal brand, like an individual that you like and why? Big question. Personal brand. Oh, you know, some of them have fallen off their pedestals. <laughs> so that's a hard one. I have to go back to the founder of Southwest, Herb Kelleher. Herb Kelleher. He was just truly himself. He had a photographic memory. He would meet you once and he would just pin your eyes and listen. And then, like the story I tell is, he met my husband. Right. I mean, you were early married and he didn't run into for a year, another year into the airport. He remembered his name. He remembered he was my husband. I was like, wow. So his personal brand, even though he's not a brand, he was a personal brand and he became iconic as the founder of our company. But he cared about people and he treated everyone the same. His favorite thing was helping watch a rampage and become a vice president. You know, so he believed in people. He was very smart. He didn't give up. He saw it. The good fight when we had, we weren't allowed to fly to states that didn't touch Texas. He, he thought that, the right of him, one. So, and he was just a legend and a good man, just really birthday cards, notes, personal notes. You know, and those are hard. Those, pe- those leaders are hard to find right. and they cared about everybody. So I was going to say, what's the, what's, what was his top strength then? You know, I don't know if he got his top strength. I would say that if he probably had, I would say that he probably had some command. He had an election. He would, he was an attorney by trade. He would stay up on that reading briefs, deliver an amazing orientation. He had communication. Yeah. I would, I would be his top. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a favorite business book or podcast? Oh, goodness. Well, I love Brene Brown. I think any of her work, and, you know, Atlas of the Heart is her latest book, I think, that I see come out. I was, a, I did a story brain with Donald Miller. So I like oh, yeah. his books. He's very um, good. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. And I've loved connecting with all the other guides there when I was doing that when I started my business. And I did it actually when I was at Southwest. It was kind of fun. And I think those two kind of come to mind. There's so many books I have here. I mean, <laughs> you're yeah. <with> both. <laughs> yeah, lots of books. Okay. So, 
And do you have a piece of technology or tool that you're enjoying using? So running my business, I'm using, I'm just getting into Depsado and it's creating, you know, it creates systems, right? To go faster. And Asana is the other tool I've used in talking me go faster. And then I really like Slack. I've been to about eight Slack groups now. And I like that better than texting and emailing because I can find things and it just right. makes me go faster. I'm putting my water, you know, like dipping it, my toe into chat GPT right now. And that's pretty free. Yeah. I think that's it's an knowing, interesting one. Yeah. Knowing how to use it and knowing, you know, how to write prompts. And I'm a marketing girl, so I like creative content. And so that one's like, oh, okay, how do we creatively use this? So it, I'm just amazed with chat GPT, how other things that people are using it for. I mean, to, just I, there's a guy I follow, and I, he said in an email this week, he's cut down his reading time by fifty percent wow. because he's basically saying, "Take this web page. There is a command that ChatGPT has, which is TLDR, or is it TLDR? Well, what's a too long to read or something like that? It's uh -huh. uh, yeah, TLTR. TL, TLTR, maybe it is." And it's a command. And then you just give them the website link and it will summarize it for you. That would love it. Sounds like Blinkless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, they but try it's, to summarize a book. But yeah. you can then give it an extra command, say, come up with seven bullet points, give me the counterpoints to this, and then do this. And it, boom, it does save time. That's the one thing. It's very great because I want, I, you know, I think a combination of Google and ChatGPT, you know, you're kind of working. There's some things I found that it can't give me, but when I'm looking for statistics like that. But one of the things I was doing a session this week with 30, 35 people on the call and they, they were broken up into their team grids, different pods, and they had to come up with a name and a tagline for their team based on their strengths. And they had 15 minutes to talk about it. And then they had to present artwork on who they were and a name. Cool. Oh my gosh. And some of them use ChatGPT to do the creative. And I had never seen it with the creative before, but they came up with some amazing stuff very fast. And it was a great team exercise and it was fun to watch, but I'd never seen ChatGPT in that context, creating art based on their tagline. So yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's quite, and you can have fun with it from a personal level as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And do you have a favorite quote that inspires you or motivates you? I'm so many because there's quotes off in my book. I think if I had to pick one, but I'm looking through right now to see if I can find one that is like, this is Amelia Earhart, but just the most difficult thing is the decision to act the rest in your merely tenacity. Hmm. So I think so many times we don't do things because we think we can't do them. If, or we think we can fail and that's okay. Failure is okay. Hey, you know, I love these, the charm test and learn, and especially for new entrepreneurs, just learn it. You don't have to be great. There's a quote, I think I've got it right in here, but it's about, it's, gosh, it's one from, well, there are several, but it's about being yourself and it's letting go of what I am. You might, I become what I want. And if that's really whatever thoughts patterns, whatever happened to us in our childhood, sometimes we bring that to the future and we hold on to stuff and beliefs that aren't really true. 
And so it's letting go of that and being your true self. And I think strengths just, I have so, my favorite time is like little moments with clients when they go, maybe that sun have to be better. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are, there's so many quotes that that's wonderful. Yeah. It's, well, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, Dana. How can people find out more about you and yeah, things that you yeah, so I have a website called it's danawilliamsco.com and just go to that website and you can see all of our resources. We have a podcast called Dominate Your Day. I also have another podcast I do with two other coaches. It's called The Coach Area. And it's a 15 minute, you know, conversation about leaders in the workplace right now, what they need and how to coach. And then I also got another group that we are working on, which is called The Strengths exchange and we basically are working with new coaches and coaches that have been around for a while but just need a little boost so and then the last thing is the strengths journal which you can find just go on to amazon the strengths journal dana williams Let's see that okay yeah. we'll make sure that is all in the show notes sure and thank you for today and have yourself a fantastic day thank you paul i really enjoyed it appreciate you having me on the show thank you well, was that brandtastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business? So get to it. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.